Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Good to have you with us here on Listen Up. Uh, we take your phone calls. We get you ready for the... Football games, the Kings last night blow out the Memphis Grizzlies, who basically took the night off. And uh, it's becoming an alarming trend in the NBA. I'm not really sure, you know, what else to say. I mean, it is what it is. And it has now become fashionable. And if the players and the coaches, such as Steve Kerr, want to shorten the season, then the players and the coaches are going to get less money. All right? There you have it. I'm fine with it. You want to make the season 72 games? You want to take the money away from the owners, the coaches, and the players? Then maybe that's where we need to go. Because what's happening in the NBA right now is ridiculous. It really is. It's absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. It's bad for the sport. It's becoming more and more of a problem. Nobody is worse than Steve Kerr. It used to be Pop, but now Steve Kerr is getting all the attention. And it's uh, it's bad for the game. Bad for the game. You'll take the win if you're Sacramento. But yeah, I think a lot of people were excited to see John Moran play, and you didn't get a chance to see John Moran play. You know, Steve Kerr, rest his starters on a fairly consistent basis when they're on the road. Never does it at home. Only does it on the road. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right, again, hit me up. I want to hear from you. We can talk about anything that you want with a lot going on this week, all right? Um. Charles Amenahu, arrested for domestic violence. Certainly not what you want. Get ready for the NFC Championship game. Defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers. You don't want it ever. Don't, don't, I'm not minimizing it because it's the week of, or, or because, you know, you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Uh, Again, it's alleged, all right? According to the police, officers were called to a man who's home on a report of domestic violence. Apparently, he pushed his girlfriend down to the ground. He has been arrested and charged with 
a misdemeanor. All right. Misdemeanor domestic violence. She said that he pushed her to the ground during an argument. The woman complained of pain to her arm. Police did not observe any physical injuries. She declined any medical attention. Uh, Amena, who remained on the scene, he was very cooperative. He gave a statement to the police. And based on his girlfriend's statement and complaint of pain, he was arrested. So there you have it. All right. Let's get to uh, some phone calls. And we say hello to Dorian. Dorian, it's good to have you on the show today, sir. How are you? Hey, Grant, I'm doing amazing. Hope you're doing amazing too, man. It's a beautiful day in Sacramento. Hello to everyone. Go Kings. Uh, really explosive quarter uh, last night. Grant, first quarter, 12 threes. That was uh, right ahead. really great. On, Dorian. What was that, Grant? I said, go ahead. You cut off for a second, but go ahead. Oh, sorry about that, Grant. I just want to say uh, it was a really great explosive first quarter of the Kings had last night with 12 threes. I mean, it was uh, everyone was getting buckets, so it was a really great team effort, I, I thought, from the win. So that's, you know, really awesome. And Grant, I just want to say uh, congratulations on you and Rhino and, and the halftime show and postgame show. Thank we're you. Excited, we're excited for the pregame and we're excited to, you know, to see Amir and Chris on the roundtable. So uh, yeah. great job. Great job on that. We're always here to support you. Let us know what we can do more for you. Grant, I wanted to ask you. What do you think about um, um, the league possibly? Because I know you brought up later load management. What do you think about the league implementing, like maybe not shortening shortening the season, but, you know, they're already doing back-to-back games to reduce travel. But what do you think about having like a mandatory every 15 or 20 games load management for every team if they want to rest their best players or whatever? What, what would be your thoughts on that? I don't like it. Uh, I, don't, I don't like it. I There's there's – Either shorten the season or don't shorten the season. You know, I, I don't like you have to have a mandatory rest day or, you know, things of that nature. Um, you know, at least that way, I'll tell you, Dorian, what I do like about your suggestion, and I think you bring up a good point, at least fans would know way in advance. Yeah. Okay. But if you're an owner, you don't want that because let's say you're the owner of the team in New Orleans. Yeah, you're losing. You don't money. get a lot of fan, and, and, and you know, uh, you know, two months ahead of time or a month ahead of time, that Curry and those guys aren't playing. When the Warriors come in, your place is going to be absolutely empty. Think about the revenue you would lose per game. So the yeah. owners aren't going to go for that. Yeah, for sure. Maybe from a business perspective, I mean, it could be an opportunity to have more fan engagement. I'm not sure how that would happen, but um, yeah, I totally, I, I totally agree. You know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, everyone, every player is on a different life cycle, right? The Steph Curry's yep. getting older, LeBron James getting older, you know, Jamal, John Moran's really young. So, you, you know, they play a lot of minutes, but yeah, that's totally, I mean, I'm not for it, but you know, it's, I guess it's to preserve the life of an athlete. Um, understood. And then lastly, Grant, yeah. what do you think about this uh, extension of Monty and, and Wes Wilcox and the staff? Do you think it's premature? Do you, do you like it right now? What, what do you think about it? It doesn't matter to me. Uh, these things always seem to get taken care of uh, in due time. Uh, I think fans worry way too much about things that they shouldn't be worried about. And personally, I don't think this is a situation that fans should have been or should be concerned with. That's how I think. I mean, I I, I think we put way too much into this. Um, so, you know, again, I, I'm glad that they apparently got a deal done. But I think it was, and I and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, story. And when when fans were criticizing, I yeah. said, don't criticize because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I said, they may be, they may be working on a deal right now 
that you're unaware of. Well, apparently they were, okay, because these deals don't happen overnight, okay? So, you know, again, fans worry about things that they shouldn't worry about. And this was one of the things that fans should not have been worrying about, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree, Grant. I'm, uh, you know, for, for at least for, you know, for me, I don't really worry about that stuff. I'm not, I have no association with the team. I'm just a fan. So I'm glad that, you know, Mr. McNair is, is, is going to be here for, you know, hopefully a good amount of time. But I hope, you know, for the Kings fans and for the Kings franchise, I hope that this just isn't one of those seasons where it's random and they're winning and then they go back to losing. I hope this is a, you know, a, a well, found, I hope this is the foundation. If, if, you know, just, just understand something. Okay. Vladi Divac was given a new four-year extension when Luke Walton became coach. Yeah. And Vladi didn't make it even through one year. Sure. So uh, contracts to me, I don't worry about that as a fan. I, I really don't. I think fans get way too caught up in general manager signing, not signing. They, 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 it's really, to me, it's a non-issue. Yo, good for Monty. I'm happy for him. But to me, it doesn't matter. Of course. Thank you so much for taking my, my call, Grant. We're excited. Hey. For the halftime show. And Thank you, Dorian. Game. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. You have a good rest of the day, okay? You too. Go, Kings. Thank you, buddy. I really mean that. Fans worry about stuff they shouldn't worry about. And then they, you know, they get caught up on things that aren't important to them. Don't worry about it. Really. Don't worry about it. Because I know how fans are, okay? If the Kings tank in March and April and stink to join out, okay, and collapse, I know what you're going to be saying. Gee, how stupid was it to give Monty McNair a new deal? That's how it is. So don't worry about things that really aren't that important to you as a fan. It's not that important. All right, let's move along and let's get to uh, Eli. Hello, Eli. How are you? Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good. I'm I'm good, Eli. Thank you for calling. Hey, yeah. So I, I mostly agree with your commentary. Um, the last caller, I, I I wouldn't worry too much about this being a um, a fluke of a season or whatever he said, and the Kings going back to being bad in the future. And the reason that I think that I, I am optimistic right now is because our our core is pretty young. They're like in their mid twenties, and if we do if we finish the season strong, it's just going to encourage free agents to come here and make the team better, um, because hopefully there will be a little bit of a reputational change. So. Those factors in combination, I think, would suggest that there's a bright future yep. ahead and that, that, that and not that this is just a one-off season. That's my opinion. Yep, I would agree with that. I, I would think the future looks pretty good at the moment uh, as long as, you know, and this is true of any team, as long as De'Aaron Fox and Domantas Simonis remain healthy. I think that's very true. Right. And even a single injury, I mean, I don't think that would necessarily turn things around in the long term in a negative direction. I think that Correct. we should be pretty I good agree. for the foreseeable future, you know, maybe we get five years out of these guys as the core and because they're still pretty young. So, yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't worry about the Monty McNair extension. That's really the last thing on my mind. So, yeah, I just wanted to basically agree with what you were saying on that and yep. the voice that I am optimistic for the future. It's very exciting to see what's going on right now. We never thought we'd be third place in the West with over halfway to go in the season. And here we are. Boy, you know what? It's a great point. Um, I think when you look at this season, it's really, it came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody could envision the team being third in the West as we approach February. Right. I mean, I think I called you a week ago or maybe a little over a week ago. I said, you know, what if the Kings got up to third place? And at the time you said, uh, you know, that might be a little uh, too optimistic. What do you think now? Is it more realistic? Yeah, I think it's more realistic. I think, I think anything's realistic right now because of all the injuries that teams in the West have. I mean, 
You look at what happened to Phoenix without Devin Booker. You look what happened, what's happening in New Orleans without Zion Williamson, who, by the way, right. he's got at least two more weeks to go, so he's going to miss some games against the Kings. You know, you look at what happened with Minnesota when Carl Anthony Towns was out for Indiana. a good period of time. And you look at Indiana with Tyrese Halliburton. So let me tell you something. And I, I've been saying this over and over again, and you know this. So does I hope everyone else. If De'Aaron Fox is out for a length of time like Devin Booker or DeMonte Sabonis, if they miss time like Zion Williamson, if they miss time like the other players that we mentioned, the Kings are going to go into a spiral. Okay. And yeah. they won't be in third. They'll be lucky to be in eighth. All right. And that's just the way it is. And that's the reality of how, how fragile a season is. And anybody that thinks not, they're not really being they're not really being honest with themselves. Yeah, that's fair, Grant. But maybe, you know, God forbid, even if that were to happen, maybe it wouldn't be as much of a disaster as with Indiana because they haven't won a single game without Tyrese Halliburton. And while it would be a disaster. Won. It would be a disaster. If you lose to Montes Abonis or De'Aaron Fox, it would be a disaster. Think about what Fox does for this team in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree with you, Grant. I'm just saying that maybe it wouldn't be as catastrophic as Indiana. Like, we would still lose more games than we would win. But we've only lost DeMontis for, like, what, one or two games this season? And we won right. without him against the Lakers. So, I guess, based on limited data, it's it was well, okay for, for one game. But it wouldn't be for a long time, for sure. I no, it would not. No, let's hope we don't have to find out. Let's hope we don't have to. Yeah, every game that goes on is one less game toward, until the finish line. I appreciate your call, Eli, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Grant. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on right here on Listen Up. What do you think? Kings closing out a homestand with Toronto and looking forward to see how the rest of this season goes for Sacramento. All right. Here's the bottom line. All right. Things right now are rolling along better than anyone could have envisioned. But, okay, this is a very fragile deal that we're talking about here, just like the examples that I gave you with the other teams. And you better hope that De'Aaron Fox, who's had a history of ankle problems, does not develop an injury in the final 35 games, okay? And you better hope that DeMontis Sabonis is able to get through the season without missing a wide range of games. Because if either of those two things happen, this team is in a lot of trouble. I can't even imagine the Kings offense in the fourth quarter without De'Aaron Fox. I really can't. I cannot imagine De'Aaron Fox not being on the floor in the fourth quarter in March and April or any of those games in March or April. All right. So there we have it. Give me your thoughts. We got football to talk about. Anything else that you want to talk about here in the world of sports, uh, we will do it. Again, halftime, post game. Ryan and I will be on. Looking forward to that. We're going to have a special post game with uh, Christopher and Amir getting all set up to join us as uh, they came through on super chat. We appreciate them uh, very much. All right, let's get to uh, Ryan right here in Sacktown. Hey Ryan, what's up buddy? Hey Grant, how's it going today? I'm, I'm well, thank you. So uh, I want to talk about something else. I, I want to talk about the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Yep. Who is to blame here and how does this shake out? 
it's really a problem for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, that that's what I think. I think it's a problem. I also think the narrative would have been completely different if Huntley had not fumbled the ball going in for the sneak and Baltimore had won that game. You know, fans would have been saying, "Gee, we can win without Lamar Jackson." But now you have teammates who came out and said, "If we had had Lamar, we would have beat Cincinnati." Blah blah blah. Uh, he, here's the deal: if you lose Lamar Jackson, who's going to be your quarterback? All right. So, what direction are you going to go? I have a a different. Well, I have a mixed. I have a mixed opinion on Lamar Jackson. I think he might be arguably the most exciting player in the NFL to watch. He is just electric when he's on the field. I am still not sold on him and his ability in big games to take the Baltimore Ravens to where they need to go. So what do you think is going to happen? I think, you know, he's set to become an unrestricted free agent here. All right. What are the Baltimore Ravens going to do? How are they going to handle this? All right. The Ravens, by the way, publicly have said they want to bring him back. But I don't know if Lamar Jackson wants to come back. That's the question. Does Lamar Jackson want to come back and be the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens? That's another aspect of this. Yeah, absolutely, Grant. I mean, it, it's a really tricky situation. They they had that time window to get the deal done. And obviously, yep. Lamar as a running quarterback, you know, he he's taken a little bit more or more hits than, you know, let's say Tom Brady dropping back. And, you know, he he feels that they've ran him out there and they're undervaluing him and he should get guaranteed money because of the situation with Deshaun Watson, right? But yep. at the same time, he was insubordinate to the Ravens or allegedly was insubordinate. Yep. I mean, you can't really say he wasn't when he tweets out his injury status during yep. the game, right? That's a yep. shot across the bow, in my opinion. Sure it but is. But then you have the Ravens team, you have his teammates coming up and sticking up for him, which tells me that they're questioning ownership. Like, hey, you're not going to take care of us. So I, I just don't see how this ends i don't see him back in baltimore how they can actually make it work and if they sign him to a big contract does another can they trust him can another team trust him in his behavior off the field when and when i say behavior off the field you know stirring the pot a little bit he hasn't been in legal trouble so it's a really tricky situation it is it is a tricky situation. They offered him uh, the deal is a pr- approximately 133 million in guaranteed money. But if you look at some of the big quarterbacks, you know, l- let's talk about the quarterback that we saw on Sunday, Dak Prescott. I right. mean, look, he's making he signed a four-year 160 million dollar deal. I said at the time, and I'm still saying that I think that that they grossly overpaid for him. But the reality is, you know, the Cowboys won 12 games this year. Okay. So I mean, I know that you judge your team more on postseason, but the point is. You know, they didn't blow out or they didn't tank. But then you look at Kyler Murray, all right, and look at the huge contract he signed. And, you know, he, he's been horrible, horrible for the Arizona Cardinals. They now have fired the coach that they brought in because of college to work with Murray. He's now gone. You know, you've got to be careful at the quarterback position. Look at the 49ers. Look what they gave up for Trey Lance. And everyone knows Trey Lance is not going to be the starting quarterback next year. We know that. Okay, I mean, it's well known. He's not going to be the starting quarterback. Look at all the capital 
that the 49ers gave up from. When you're talking about the quarterback position, when you make a mistake, Ryan, at the quarterback position, either via the draft or with the contract, it, it can set your team back for years. Sure. No, absolutely. There's countless examples of that, like you said, in free agency and the draft. Uh, I, I just I think the Ravens have gotten the best out of Lamar. And it, it's hard. Uh, I can see the Ravens argument, but I can also see Lamar's argument because he's got MVP attached to his name. Right. And when yep. you look at your Kyler Murray's and players like that that are being paid more, Dak Prescott. You know, Lamar is, if I'm putting them on paper, he's at the top of the list between those three. But I, 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 don't, I think I think Lamar almost could fall into that Dak Prescott boat. So he's a specialized quarterback, too. You have to take that into account. He's like a Russell yep. Wilson. You have to mold the offense around him. Well, it's going to be very interesting with what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. What's going on? You know, Derek Carr is available. You have Jimmy Garoppolo available. I mean, it's not like there aren't any quarterback. And I, I really shouldn't include Rodgers because he's still a Packer. But the point is, you know, and I know those other two are still currently with their teams. But the point is, most people feel that both Carr and Garoppolo will be playing elsewhere next year. Rodgers may. But, you know, there are now options for a team like the Jets. There's an option for a team like the Ravens. I mean, if you're a quarterback and you're looking at, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, who's a very well-coached team, who's normally right in the thick of things every year, that's pretty attractive, I would think, if you're a quarterback. Yeah, certainly it is for the Ravens. I mean, for the Jets, they're one of those teams that are in the position where they cannot miss anymore. No, period, end of they story. Cannot. They have to hit on Correct. this. So. If Lamar doesn't work out or he becomes a distraction, then they are they're just done for a really long time. Um, where do let me ask you this, because you've been around the players, you've been in the locker room. Where do players shake out or where does the team shake out when disputes like this happen? Do they typically have like you're not taking care of our guys mentality and go behind their brother? Or is it like, hey, our brother just quit on us over money? Both. It goes both ways. Um, it, it can be a real uh, delicate situation. It's a lot more of an issue in a basketball locker room than a football locker room. And I'm going to tell you why that is. It only takes one situation or one individual to bring down an entire locker room in basketball because you don't have many players on the team. In football, you have so many players on the team. There are so many personalities and you have so many conflicts that go on during the year in an NFL locker room that it's more commonplace. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, they're, they, they handle it better. And one bad apple or one malcontent in a football locker room will not really do anything to a team because you got so many players. One malcontent, one disruptive force in a locker room is truly a cancer in a locker room, and it can bring down an entire team, and I've seen it. In, in football, it, it doesn't happen like that. It's generally managed better because of the masses that are within a, within a football locker room. Um, you know, and again, you have 11 players on each side of the ball, one bad guy. I mean, you, you can get through that. Basketball is very, very challenging, very difficult. So it's a very good question. I think it's really you need a strong general manager. You need a strong coaching staff that the players respect. And I would think, and again, I'm not in the Baltimore locker room, but I'm going on history and I'm going by results. 
Yeah. John Harbaugh should be a very respected coach. Okay. The guy is, has a track record. Like to me, Mike Tomlin, like I'm always going to side with Mike Tomlin. If I hear things coming out of the Pittsburgh locker room, I'm going to side with him because of his total body of work. I'm looking at how well he's coached that team, how many years they've been in the playoffs, how many years they've had winning seasons. And I'm always going to side with Mike Tomlin, similar with John Harbaugh. Track records mean a lot to me when you're talking about these type of situations in a locker room. But, you know, if you ask me right now, do I think Lamar Jackson is going to be on the Ravens next year? I would say right now today, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent. And I I understand what you're saying about, you know, less players in a basketball locker room. But I think, too, there's something to be said. There's some nuance there, even though you have more football players in the locker room when it's your top guy, when it's your franchise player. If they're not taking care of that guy, I I could see that being a bigger deal than the backup offensive lineman not getting his. Okay, well, right. Yes, and I would agree with you. Like, look at Stephon Diggs and what happened, you know, in Buffalo, all right? He was he was going after uh, Josh Allen on the sidelines. It was shown on TV, okay? Then after the game, Stephon Diggs literally left before the coach started talking and had to be dragged back in by a practice squad player named Duke Johnson. He had to go out, stop him, talk to him, and it make Diggs go back into the locker room where he was there for Sean McDermott addressing the team, and then he left right after, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes out on Instagram and says, or Twitter, and says, want me to be to the standard? Nah, okay? So, again, we're talking about a guy that is in emotional distress who is a huge part of the success for the Buffalo Bills, who's yelling at the quarterback on the sideline, leaves the locker room, has to be uh, coerced to get back into the locker room, then goes goes on social media and airs his dirty laundry. So, you know, it, it happens in different fashions with different teams. But as you pointed out, when it's your star player, when it is your quarterback like Lamar Jackson, when it is your Stephon Diggs, and I don't know what it is with wide receivers in the NFL. Doesn't it seem like yeah. most of the problems in the NFL are with wide receivers? For the most part, yeah. It's part of the yep. job description, Grant. Yep. So, so I don't so, know where. Okay. But so I, Lamar I, Jackson, Lamar Jackson will be a starting quarterback, you and I both know, in the NFL next year. I'm just going to believe that I don't think it's going to be with Baltimore. I think it might. they might go in a different direction. Yeah, we're 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 on the same page there, hundred percent. Yeah, and then Eli Apple uh, started it, it. It's that trickle down effect, you know. He comes out and starts clapping back on Stephon Diggs online. So I, I guess the question Eli Apple, is, Eli, Eli Apple is a moron. He's an absolute idiot, and he, you know his tweet was ridiculous and absurd. And the poke at Demar Hamlin, Eli Apple is a is a is a ten story building. Whose building, whose elevator goes up to the fifth floor on a good day? That's Eli <laughs> Apple. Yeah, I would agree with you there. So, let me ask you: We always talk about player and, uh, empowerment, right? In in our modern age, players do this in public on Twitter, on social media, right? Airing it out. Mm-hmm. Was it was it any worse? Back in the day, were these same situations always brewing, but it was just handled behind closed doors as opposed 100%. to in public now? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, 100%. Uh, 
Um, I wouldn't say they were brewing as much as they are today because I think social media really ruffles the feathers of a lot of athletes like the Kevin Durant's of the world who are so yeah. overly sensitive. You know, there, uh, there, there's DeMarcus Cousins is another guy. I've never really been around too many athletes that are more thin-skinned than he is. Kevin Durant, same way. So before social media, those kind of manufactured distractions didn't exist, okay? Because a player didn't go into the locker room, look at their phone, see what Sean Elliott allegedly said, and then have a player like DeMarcus run out onto the floor, wait for Sean Elliott to get off the postgame show, and then confront him, okay? Crazy. Like, I know. Well, we're, we're talking about a crazy individual. Right. So that, that, those things never happened. All right, because you didn't have cell phones, you obviously didn't have social media, and those type of um, oh manufactured blowups and distractions didn't exist. Imagine Kevin Durant's life; how much easier it would be if social media didn't exist, because he is so sensitive to everything that is said about him. Think about how much time he must spend on social media, because he's always going after people that you know have fifty followers or a hundred followers. I mean, you know, some players can handle it, some players can't. Some players don't care about the media and what the fans say, and they understand it comes with the job. And, you know, we always hear about, well, gee, it's much harder to play in Philadelphia than it is in Sacramento. It's much harder to play in New York than it is in, you know, San Francisco. Well, that's all true. Those are all true things. Um, certain athletes over the years have proven they can't handle playing in Philadelphia and can't play handle in New York. Listen, as a Yankees fan, there are a number of players that have been, you know, all-star caliber players that have gone to New York and have never been able to handle the pressure, and they've had to get the hell out of there and go play in a smaller market. It happens. It's just every personality is different. Every athlete handles things differently. But to answer your question, yeah, things were much different back then. And it was, generally speaking, as you said, if a player got out of hand, it was handled internally where you never even knew that it was right. going on. Right. You, you said something interesting about the pressure of playing in a big market like Philly, New York in the fans. Is it really the fans or is it the player? No, it's because the media. It, it, it's well, the media I mean, I, and the media. It, it's the media. It's the media and the media's influence on the fans because the media on the East Coast is night and day different than the media on the West Coast. Night and day. And so what happens is, you know, the media can infuriate and incite the fans. And then in return, it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of the fans not being afraid to boo a player off the field on opening day when they go 0 for 4. Opening freaking day, okay? Opening day, all right? That happened gotcha. to, that happened to uh, John Carlos Stanton with the Yankees. Opening day, he got booed off the field. That would never happen in San Francisco, okay? That would never happen in Oakland. That will, I mean, do you understand? These things happen on the East Coast. Some players can handle it. Some players can't. Yeah, no, it's a great point, Grant. Great point. All right, well, um, I am going to hop off. Already touched bases with uh, Christopher, about to touch bases with Amir. Looking forward to having great. them tomorrow night. And uh, hope, awesome. everybody hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Thank you very much. Appreciate yep. that. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around 
different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I think Sports Talk Radio has a lot to do with all of this. Matter of fact, I know it does. I don't think it does. So, you know, if you're a very popular figure on a radio show that the majority of sports fans listen to, you know, you can have uh, an impact on what goes on. You have to be very careful in that regard. You know, because you have to be honest. You have to be fair. All right. Let's get to uh, Connor. Connor, welcome. How are you, Connor? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to start by saying I totally agree with you about Eli Apple. I mean, that guy, I mean, he was on the Giants, obviously. And then ever since then, I don't know what happened to him, but he's turning into like an Antonio Brown kind of guy. He's an idiot. And I, I'll tell you, I'm, I was so happy to see him leave the Giants. And listen, I know he's had success in Cincinnati, and I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me. But I think the guy's an idiot. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be going against Kadarius Tony. I mean, who are Giants fans rooting for in that matchup? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah I think you just answered the question. Like, nobody. Yeah, and then the thing I wanted to talk about today is I kind of saw a short clip of, like, a sports show, and it was Greg Jennings with, like, Nick Wright and some other people. And Greg Jennings said that Daniel Jones is a top-ten quarterback in the NFL, and everyone just started laughing at him, basically, and stuff. I mean – you think that that's true? I mean, because all the other people said that, like, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, and Dak Prescott are all miles better than him. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I think Trevor Wilson is. Uh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, Kyler Murray, when's the last time Kyler Murray played a good game? You know, to me, I'm about what have you done for me lately. I don't really care what a quarterback did two years ago or three years ago. Uh, I care about what was the recent season that they had. Now, I also have to look at, was the quarterback injured? Okay, did he play with an injury? All right, were there major injuries on the offense that affected a quarterback's performance? Did the, were there several offensive linemen that were down? Did, you know, receivers go down? I will say this about Daniel Jones. 
I don't think any quarterback in the National Football League did more with less than Jones had did share. And I thought he had an outstanding season. So, you know, is he a top 10 quarterback? Mm, I mean, right off the get-go, and again, I'm doing this real quickly, all right? I wouldn't take him over Josh Allen. All right. I wouldn't take him over Tua. I wouldn't take him over Jalen Hurts. I wouldn't take him over Joe Burrow. Okay. Um, I wouldn't take him over Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't take him over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to leave Tom Brady out of this equation. I don't think it's fair to say a 45. I wouldn't take him over Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't take him over Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, but naming any other team, would I take their quarterback over Daniel Jones? And I'd have to think about it. And I'm not so sure that I would. So I don't know if he's a top 10, but I think he's getting closer to a top 10 if he's not a top 10. I, I thought his performance was outstanding this year. I think he throws the football very well. Uh, I think he reads defenses very well. He has the ability to elude pressure. I mean, he's a leader. Uh, he handles the media very well, as well as Eli Manning did in the biggest market in the country. There's a lot to like about Daniel Jones. There's a lot to like. So if he's a top 10, maybe he's not top 10, but he's pretty close to it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think that the performance against the Eagles, I mean, on the national media scale, I feel like that's what people think he is as a quarterback. They just take that one stupid. bad game to kind of fit their stupid. narrative. Yeah, I mean, it's stupid. stupid. The Eagles, the Eagles, the Giants do not match up with the Eagles. The Eagles are their number one seed in the National Football League, okay? They had the best record of any team in the NFL this year, okay? They have not a good defense. They have a great defense. They're very well coached. And the game was in Philadelphia against a team that had an extra week off. All right? So that's absurd. Judge a quarterback by his entire body of work, not just one game. Yeah, I 100% agree. And then some other Giants news. I saw after the Eagles game, Saquon said something along the lines of he just he wants to be a Giant for life. He doesn't really yep. want, like, the big money. But then – Today I saw something that he said he wants around $16 million a year. He said he wanted to deal kind of like what Christian McCaffrey has, and that's pretty concerning as a fan. What Saquon says and what his, bar, what his agent says, you know, we're, we're going to find out. Barkley's 26. I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? I'm going to use Ezekiel Elliott as an example. Ezekiel Elliott right now, doesn't even look like an average back to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Pollard, he clearly become their, their back. I look at what Elliott's show life has been, where he, like right now, to borrow a, a phrase from Jerry Reynolds, looks like a dead horse. I am not a fan, personally, of giving a running back big-time money. I'm not a fan of it. But Saquon Barkley is such a special back, and is so different than most backs in the National Football League, that I'm really having a difficult time envisioning the Giants' offense without Saquon on the field. So, you know, I, I kind of have mixed emotions on this, but I'm not, I am not breaking the bank to keep Sa Saquon Barkley because the running back position in the NFL has been devalued somewhat. But with the Giants, I think it's more of a premium based on how they run their offense.
Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, it's obviously I love Saquon. I mean, he's one of the most likable guys on the team. He's probably yes, he one is. of the best players on the team, obviously. I mean, the offense runs through him mostly. I mean, it would be really hard to see him go and stuff. And I agree, like Ezekiel Elliott's a perfect example. I mean, running backs in the NFL, the good ones, it's usually three, four years of good football. Correct. And then they get run out of the league, basically. But, I mean, I feel – I don't know, Saquon – so much more of a special back that that money like you could see him playing well the next three four years maybe i don't know about four years uh if it's big money i wouldn't do it i, I mean when i mean big money i'm talking about the money you're referring to i would not do it i would keep daniel jones and then i would go and spend the money on the other areas on the team that is really needed as, as hard as it would be and it would be difficult. That's what I would do. Yeah, but I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want him see him going to play for the Commanders. I'll tell you that he's not going to go play for Philly. You know, Dallas. Who knows with Pollard's injury? Although, you know, my point is, if he leaves, I sure as hell hope he leaves the division. Yeah, I agree. And then one more thing. It was a question I saw kind of floating around the internet it was about the Giants. If you could pick one of our coordinators, either Kafka or Wink Martindale, to leave for a head coaching job, who would you rather have leave the team? I'd rather I'd rather keep Kafka. I think that what he did with Daniel Jones is invaluable. I think that how the offense looked, I would keep him um, and lose Martindale. That's me personally. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he turned basically the offense that was – like that big player, the one play where they were like running a QB sneak on their own five. I mean, yep. that was the offense in a nutshell. And he turned it into a team where in the red zone, they actually became somewhat of a threat, which it was almost a surprise to see them score in the red zone the last couple of years. With, with a rookie tight end and wide receivers that some were picked off the street. All right. Seriously. No, no bona fide number one or number two wide receivers. A Galladay who was arguably the most overplayed overpaid player in the NFL this year who did nothing. Okay. Shepard who went out early in the year and took Slayton and made him into a number one guy. Although he wouldn't be a number one guy in other teams. All right. Uh, Hodgins, they picked up Hodgins. They picked up off the street. I mean, think about what the, he did with that offense. And here's what else he did. He turned Daniel Jones, you know, whether you want to call him a top 10 quarterback or not. I mean, I'm, you know, he, they, he turned him into a guy that had a very good season. Not a good season, a very good season. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'm just looking forward to the future. I mean, next year, you also you get Wandale Robinson back, who looked pretty promising yep. in his first couple games. Yep. Yep. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Always enjoy the conversation. All right, let's get to uh, Jay. Jay, it's good to have you on the show. How are you today? Excellent, Graham. Glad I get to finally get off work early enough to have a have a have a quick chat with you. Hey, Connor always does a great good, great job. Good job there, Connor. Um, <clears throat> hey, you know, uh, I wanted to congratulate Amir and Chris. You know, I'm, I'm so excited to see how how well you guys are doing with your halftime and post game show. And it'll be uh, it'll be fun to have those have those guys be part of that. That's that's awesome. You, you, you and Ryan are doing a great job with that. And um, I really have to, you know, I never really have to commend Ryan. He, he, he's looking, he's coming across like a seasoned veteran. So you guys mesh really well. Everything comes off great. I, 
the, the numbers are no surprise based on uh, the product you guys are putting out. So congratulations. I just expect that to continue to grow for you guys. You're doing Thank awesome. you. Thank you very much. We're really excited about it. We're excited about the growth. We're excited about the numbers and I'm enjoying doing it. I know Ryan's enjoying doing it. And most importantly, you know, as long as the fans are there, Jay, as long as the fans like what we're doing uh, and, we're, you know, again, we're trying to throw some wrinkles in by having some fans join us, such as, you know, tomorrow night. And, you know, so it doesn't get stale. You know, I don't want the show to get stale. I want the show to have, you know, some storytelling that, you know, I'll do from time to time or whatever the case may be. So uh, I really appreciate you know, your comments, and I know Ryan does as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, you're doing. You guys are doing great, and I know Amir and Chris are going to do great. I see John. John's on here, and I was going to tell John, hey, that, that dude cracks me up when he's on your when he's on your shows. He he does a wonderful job. And I was going to tell John, hey, if you guys do this again, I might pitch in to see if uh, we can get John on there. I think he would be a great post game host with you guys um, if he's interested in doing that. But um, hey, uh, on on the Kings front, <clears throat> it was sure nice to see last night that they. Um, finally had some killer instinct and you know I, I know Memphis is missing their, their their two big guys but you know they let Memphis kind of hang around that first half and and then just took care of business in the second half and and that's what needs to happen that's what needed to happen in the Philadelphia game should have yep. happened in the Philadelphia game and and for the rest of the season it needs to be let's focus win this quarter then win the next quarter and win the next quarter even if you're only winning the quarters by two if you win every single quarter you know you, you're going to win the game and, yep. um, uh, you know, obviously we're not going 40, and know, in the second half, but we can't let these, we can't let these games that we're in that we should have control of get away from us and seeing a guy like Lyles come off the bench and add that spark monk seemed to have, you know, his, his mojo back. You know, when you have two guys that can come off the bench and give you starter stats, that's, that's so huge. And, and, that's what we need. You know, we're not going to get uh, double doubles out of every starter every single game. But we, what we need the, we need that, we need that, that sixth or seventh guy to, to have that big game when Herder's off, um, or, or you know, even though um, uh, uh, Sabonis had a triple double last night, it was kind of a quiet triple double with a little bit of too many turnovers mixed in. So he got his numbers and he made a difference, but you know, you know, Lyles and Monk and then, you know, De'Aaron taking over was key. And a lot of that's effort. And, and that's really exciting to see, you know, coming off the bench and, and it gives us some hope for, you know, being able to kind of hang out in this three, four, five spot for the rest of the year. What, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I, I think you make some really good comments. Uh, you're spot on. I, I don't really disagree with anything you said. Again, we always talk about one thing and one thing only with this team. And, I, you know, the sample size is big enough now. We don't have to, you know, guess. The Kings are a good team, all right, period. They're a good team. They've proven that they're a good basketball team. You can't play, you know, 45 games or so with their success and not be a good team. So we need to put that aside. They're a good team. How good are they? They do have their lulls that make me a little bit nervous. Those lulls and their losses that I consider bad – the Charlotte, the Washington, the 136 given up to the Lakers, Atlanta, Philadelphia without those two starters the other night. There, there are some losses that jump out at me. That's number one. Number two, like I used as an example earlier, and this is something that no one can control, is health. And you see what happens when Devin Booker's not on the Suns, Zion Williamson's not on the Pelicans, and we can go on down the list. This Kings team right now has been the healthiest team in the league, and we cannot 
forget that. Let's hope that continues. Exactly, exactly. And switch over to the football real quick. You know, that 49er defense is so, so impressive. You know, being able to hold Dallas to four field goals, um, you know, yep. you're going to win the game there. The, 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 couple of th- the couple of things that worried me coming out of that game is that, you know, Dallas is probably one of the, the, at least in that game, was one of the better defensive games played against the Niners recently. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, were able, they were able to kind of shut Purdy down a little bit, and they were able to shut McCafferty down. And my sense is, is that, that Philadelphia will have a similar success there. And, we're, and I, I just feel like we're going to need to get more than um, we got out of our offense to beat Philadelphia. Uh, you know, McCafferty's going to have to have a bigger game, and we're, we're going to have to keep the pressure off of Purdy so he can, he can make some more of those open, open throws. To um, You know, his, he's got a lot of weapons, but he's got to get the ball. Well, I'll tell you right now, Jalen Hurts isn't going to throw two interceptions like that Prescott did in the red zone. So, you know, that, that's part of it, too. You've got to kick into this. I think this is going to be another slugfest on Sunday, Jay. I think this is going to be a really close game. Yeah, no, I do, too. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Thanks for everything. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you. All right, take care. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And we say hello to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the show on this Tuesday. How are you? Great, Grant. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, I echo the what Jay was saying about the the show you and uh, Ryan are doing. I mean, Ryan's come a long way, and uh, his background, his, the way he's dressing, the his microphone. I mean, he's just he's turning out to be quite the protege of yours. So. The way he's dressing, I didn't realize appearance was important on YouTube. No, but I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm no, gonna take that into he account. Wears, he's wearing, he wears his, you know, his thing. He just looks good. What I'm saying. All right, I'm, all right. I like, hey, I'm glad. Hey, listen, man. I, I'm glad. I'm glad you approve. I am very happy that you approve, my friend. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what I approve, but I'm just saying his demeanor. He's he's coming off. Yep. He's looking good. He's looking good. Yep. I want to give him good, a man. I'm happy. Yep. I, I want to give. I'm him glad. Compliment. Everybody likes to be complimented, so I'm all for that. Yeah. And anyways, well, look at all the compliments you got on your Tommy Bahama shirt for a few shows ago. I know. I know. I may have to break that out again tomorrow, you know, for our special uh, post-game show. You never know. I, I, I know. You're exactly right, you know. Everybody, everybody loved that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I might have to wear that again tomorrow. It's a special show. <laughs> anyways, where did Trey Lyles come from? I mean, he's had a pretty decent year. Yeah. Yep. Can you tell me a little about? Well, you know what? You know what? I'll tell you right now. We don't talk enough 
about what Trey Lyles has done for the Kings. And I, I will say this. I think that we keep on talking so much about De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, Fox and Sabonis, and then all of a sudden you have a rookie who is getting all kinds of attention, and rightfully so, and you don't talk about enough of the other players on the team, right? So right. to me, you know, I'm looking at a guy who has got very good size, okay, um, was – a, I believe he was taken, I'm trying to do this off the my, top of my head. He was taken 11th or 12th by the Jazz okay. right? when he first broke into the league. And, you know, he's been well-traveled, right? He's been well-traveled. He went from, I know he played in Denver for a couple of years. He played in San Antonio for a couple of years. And then uh, the Kings got him, you know, from Detroit and He's been nice, you know. I mean, he, well, you know, there are game, there are games where he plays, Jeff, where you're like, wow, you know, like oh, he has these wild type of games. Right. I, so yeah, we should talk about him a little bit more. So, you know, he went, so did, played at Kentucky. So did he come with the Bagley trade? Is what you're saying? Uh, I'd have to look exactly how they acquired him off the top of man. I can't even remember, but I'll look it up. Okay, but so he's from Kentucky, but he's not bashful to shoot that three now. Especially no. From- Eat. No. And what? A, and well, then last night, last night was a clear. Uh, the coach staying with a hot hand. I mean, he didn't take Lyles out. He stayed bench. Herder was having a, a subpar game, and uh, just kept the hot hand with Lyles in there. And uh, that was a really good example of just sticking with somebody that's hot. Yeah, he's he is. Um... He seems to do that more often than not. I think his coaching style, you know, he's, you know, there there are games where, you know, he'll he'll stay with a hot hand. I think I think most coaches do that though. I mean, I really do. I think most coaches pretty much stay with the hot hand. I think most coaches coach that way. There are some that don't, but I think most do. Right. Hey, so what's the weather supposed to be like in Philadelphia? I haven't checked. Is it going to be Cold, rainy, snowy, or is it going to be? Let me let me let me uh, tell you. There's a uh, an invention on the internet that's pretty good. It's called Google. Okay, and all and all you need to do is go to Google and just put Philadelphia weather, and you can just bring it right up on your device, and you can find out. <laughs> you don't have you to go did. to Grant Napier. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You don't have to go to Grant Napier on Listen app and go, Hey, Grant, what's the weather going to be in Philadelphia this weekend? Just thought that I would pass that on for you. <laughs> You're too much, Grant. You're too much. I'm, well, I'm just, you know what? Listen, I, I, I'm trying to what? help out. I'm you know trying to what? help out somebody that I'm trying to help out somebody that you is know, a really you know, good guy. What, what I want who's is, a big what supporter. I get, when I want to get my chops busted, I just need to call in and listen. Now. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need to do, buddy. Not That's all you need as, to do. Not as bad as you used to get that one cowboy fan on your radio. Stanley. Show. Oh yeah. my God. You, you and Stanley. I want, Oh, Stanley, I wonder if he's still around. He must have really been uh, uh, sulking in the soup after this last weekend. Well, again, uh, you can go to Google, all right? All right, so uh, the the Trey Lyles deal was – that was the deal with Dante DiVincenzo, 
from the Bucks, and then they got Josh Jackson and Lyles from Detroit. You're right, it's part of the Bagley deal. And Josh Jackson obviously is no longer with the team. But yeah, that was he was part of that deal as well. Cool. Cool. All right, Grant. Look forward to the show tomorrow night with Amir. And I, is it Chris? Chris, the other? It's Christopher, yep. Christopher, uh, Amir, boy. And those two fellas just stepped right up there and uh, just, you know, put right in there. I'm sure awesome. I'm really, really excited to hear it. And the show is really doing good. I think you had almost over 300 last night from what I've seen on. Well, we had uh, the last time I looked, we had over uh, 7,000 on Periscope on Twitter. So, you know, we're having really, really good numbers. All right, Jeff, since I'm the type of guy that I like to do favors for people, okay, you ready for this? Now, you know what? I'm going to let you do it yourself. No, I'm going to let you do it yourself, okay? You, you, I'm going to let you go to, so you can learn how to use Google in the year 2023, and I'm going to let you do it yourself. I'm doing it right now. Okay. There you go. All right. I'm going to get to some other calls, buddy. You take care. All right. All right. See ya. He's a beauty, isn't he? All right. He is a beauty. All right. Let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, how are you? Grant, I'm doing good, sir. You know what? You are a beauty, Grant. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was giving <laughs> you are just a beauty. Listen, um, I'm just trying to help out, you know, right, right. Um, I wanted to call (laughs) in and and just tell you and Ryan, thank you for uh, just doing these post game shows, uh, pregame shows, Grant, that you're going to start doing here soon. You know, you guys are doing a fabulous job. And I just want to say thank you for that, Grant. Well, it's our pleasure. We wouldn't be able to do it without the support of people like you and so many others. So thank you very much. And one more thing, Grant, uh, is there, uh, would you be interested uh, in like doing another show uh, for your stories, uh, but just having you and Jerry Reynolds, just some stories about Jerry Reynolds uh, with the broadcasting career on and off. And you know what, I would love to hear uh, just what, just what you guys went through and how was Jerry Reynolds in his first game broadcasting? Was he was he nervous? Was he not nervous? How did you help him? Did he ask for help? You know, just things like that, Grant. All right. I'll think about it, Jerry. Thank you very much for the suggestion. I do appreciate it. All right, sir. Hey, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much for your support. All right, Grant. Thank you. You too. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to uh, John. John, who was complimented on the show today by Jay. He loves John. Go ahead, John. Don't disappoint Jay and the rest of the people on Listen App. So how do you spell Google? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I will let Jeff Jeff try to find that out, how he okay. spells Google. I'll, I do to, know, I'll spell I, check I, that. I do know it begins with a G, okay? And uh, I know it has uh, an O in it. And, I, you know, I think that Jeff can do it on his own. You know what I mean? It, it's not like U-L-E, like rule. Okay. <laughs> you know, again, I don't want to give out too many hints here. I, I want to let you know, a person learn on their own. And I think if I give too much information out that I'm not really educating the individual, I think they need to educate themselves. I think they need to, you know, roll their sleeves up to their freaking neck and figure it out for themselves. Damn right. We're from Sacktown. We don't back down. Get him, Jeff. There you go. Uh, That was great. Hey, appreciate the high praise from uh, Griffith from Jay earlier, man. Yeah, yeah, he's big time. Well, hey, we're just a small community here goofing around, joking around, and, you know, the high praise to Ryan and everybody. 
This is what yep. we're doing. It, it's fun as hell. Yep. And having the Kings play yep. well, you know, we're all, we're a little more high tempo. Look how high tempo Connor is this year, this year compared to last year. I mean, he's jumping out yep. of his seat. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. Yeah, he'll probably, you know, he he might be uh hosting my show one of these days when I go on vacation. You never know. Hey, you wouldn't know any different about the content of the Giants because except <laughs> it might be a little better. <laughs> I would. I agree. It might be better. Actually, not might be. It probably one hundred percent would be better. You're exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it wouldn't suffer. Let's just say it wouldn't suffer. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, buddy. Everything else good? Yeah, man. Everything's good. I just uh, was listening, cleaning up. You know, I got you on the background, and uh, my cousin called me early a few minutes ago. So he's listening, Ant, wherever okay. he is. And I told him to give give a call if he feels. But uh, yeah, I, I want to just say high praise to you and Connor, the halftime show, everything, and all the numbers and everything. And thank um, you, buddy. Uh, check it out. As for football, I would love to talk about football, but it's practically over, and I'm all about the AFC. I hope the Bengals can finally get it done. You know, I used to root for Boomer Esiason well, they, they, so they, long they, ago. They, they, they got it done last year in Kansas City. They won the game and went to the Super Bowl. I think they can do it, man. I hope they can yep. do it. You know, that, that's just how it is. And the Eagles and the Niners, like, they're my least two favorite teams everywhere via the catch and the yep everything about the eagles you know but that's just for fun man i think uh the Bengals. i was kind of surprised that they played as well as they did against the bills and if they continue to do that grant it, this might be their year and i'm oh we'll see what happens I'm buddy you know um you gotta hope that the everyone that is a skilled player stays healthy and you know you hope you don't get any injuries in this game so we'll see but buddy it's always good hearing from you always good hearing from injuries. you they've been playing with injuries too getting yep. over them it's, it's yep. been fun to watch man but yep thanks for taking my call grant i'll talk to you later in the all week right. probably i look forward to it questions. all right buddy. take care buddy all right let's move on to left terrace hey left terrace welcome to the show how are you today Left Terrace, you there? All right, we're having a problem connecting with Left Terrace, so put him back in the audience. Hey, don't forget that tomorrow, uh, halftime, and then a very special post-game show with uh, Amir and Christopher. Very much looking forward to that. That is coming up tomorrow on YouTube. And, of course, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we've got the one and only Jerry Reynolds. All right, make it a good day, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow, both on Listen App and YouTube. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.